following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Hammer and Hank did send Superfly a text and say, no, we didn't burn everything Michigan State or everything Lions. That was Cousin Chuck from Romulus, who was on the west side of the state for the weekend. It was Cousin Chuck. So they just want to make sure they listen every day. Mama Hayes, Hammer and Hank Hayes are both retired now, which means it's a total treat. They're locked in 15 hours a week on the show. So a shout out to uh, Cousin Chuck from Romulus. I think he's a auto worker, so I don't know if he's working now. That could have been why he came over. Who knows? If you're just tuning in, we talked about Mel Tucker's response statement to the letter of intent to fire him sent to him and his attorney slash agent yesterday. He says MSU knew about the information on which it supposedly relies to end my contract since at least March 2023. The complaint was filed in December 2022. Interesting he would say that, but he could be masking the fact it was the Title IX investigators that knew about it. That are, if I'm correct, David, uh, lawyers hired by Michigan State to investigate the Title IX complaint. Is that Yes, it was an outside attorney who specializes in Title IX, who had worked at Michigan State and Michigan at their Title IX offices, but it was an outside attorney that led the investigation. And in this hearing coming up, it will be a hearing officer uh, appointed by the... Michigan State Title IX office, right? Yeah, the, yes, that office, Office of Civil Rights. And whether that's an outside arbitrator who does this for a living or as an employee, very unclear from the regulations. But, you know, that office will appoint someone else, not the investigator, someone who hasn't been involved as the hearing officer. That hearing is private. Uh, it is, I guess, Tracy will have the ability to release any information per her rights. Uh, via Title IX, correct? Or Tucker? Yes, if they, they Both parties, the parties right? can disclose anything they want to. But the hearing is closed. It's scheduled for two days. And I, generally, they aren't in the same room. They'd be you know, on Zoom, maybe in two different locations, whether they're at Michigan State. Sounds like more of an arbitration hearing than finding cause, right? Well, it's not a court hearing. Uh, They're they're not sworn under oath, although you can't really present evidence, although you can testify and then be cross-examined. 
So then if you can't present evidence, then what's the hearing all about? Well, I, I guess determining, because credibility, remember we talked about that, because credibility of the witnesses is material to whether a violation occurred, you know, the hearing officer is there to assess the credibility. And the interesting thing is the standard of, of whether Mel violated the policy or not is preponderance of the evidence. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. But evidence you can't present, right? Well, they're taking the evidence as from the investigator at face value, and then they're going to evaluate the credibility of the people who choose to testify. So the people who talk to investigators, this hearing basically is to see who's legit, who's not. Yes. Who or do you credible, believe? Right? Who do you believe? He said, she said. You believe Mel or do you believe Brenda? By the way, David Gregory is the other voice you hear. He is a lawyer an NFL PA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. He is based in West Michigan, and he knows uh, what he's talking about. One of our legal our advisors when it comes uh, to situations like this. And yesterday, Michigan State, we discussed this earlier, David, they hired the Jones Day law firm to investigate what they said were possible leaks, allegations of leaks from MSU officials and used... The plural version of that word, officials, not officials. So that's going on. You have the hearings coming up. You have Mel Tucker responding. Uh, you have the university sending out the letter of intent to fire. I, I still think, as we've gone back and forth on and off air, was the timing right for state to send that letter of intent to fire right now? Just as a, as a lawyer and as a sports agent, too. You can hypothetically be on both sides of this. It'd have looked better if they'd have done it right off the bat, say, press conference Sunday, and, oh, we didn't know any of the details because of internal policy, and perhaps the next day, uh, because their story has changed. This was an interim measure. The investigation continues. <laughs> now it's, well, the investigation on some level doesn't matter because he violated the contract. It just seems like their story's changing, and that's not a good look for them. And by the way, uh, Mel Tucker, in his response statement to the letter of intent to fire from Alan Haller in MSU, he did say, uh, I chalked this up to another about face. In A.D. Haller's press conference on September 10th, he suggested MSU was suspending me as an, quote, interim measure, and quote, while the investigation continues. Unquote. About one week later, with no new information, MSU moved to terminate me sanctimoniously and illogically, claiming this action has no impact on the ongoing investigation. The investigation is designed to determine if I violated policy. I did not, but regardless, basic fairness requires that process play out before any sanctions are determined. But you then talk about his contract uh, away from Title IX, about public ridicule. And in their letter of intent to fire, they cited uh, factual information from Mel Tucker that was released publicly on why they did send the letter of intent to terminate. Yes, uh, they said the behavior that you admitted to, that's undisputed, that there were comments uh, about her body, that there was flirtation, and then there was the incident on the phone of a sexual nature, whether that was wanted or unwanted, that's, that's, that's for the hearing. But what they're saying is 
that is unprofessional behavior that violates the moral turpitude clause of your contract because, number one, you were married. Number two, she was a vendor. Number three, you're carrying on this some level of relationship with a vendor whom you have supervisory control over. That these things that you've admitted to, whether it's unwanted or not, violate your contract. So we're, we're cutting you loose on your contract, and the hearing is about something else to some extent. And the moral turpitude and also the public ridicule, eight days ago in studio, you mentioned that in uh, Mel Tucker's contract. Speaking of Mel Tucker, David Jesse with the Chronicle, longtime Detroit Free Press education uh, writer, uh, a good man when it comes to giving both sides of the story. He wrote a column over the weekend uh, at the Chronicle in regards to the timeline and why these things keep happening at Michigan State. And David is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, David. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, in your work uh, last week uh, leading up to that column uh, that I retweeted that people can find at the Chronicle, uh, what did you come up with in terms of why situations uh, that blow up on Michigan State leadership keep happening in East Lansing? Well, it all goes back to the to the Larry Nasser case, and remember when that came out, and it was determined that they had looked the other way, that they'd actually cleared him at one point. You know, there was lots of questions raised about why board members, in particular, were there and what their role was and why they wanted to be on the board. You know, there was a number of athletes. There was a lot of, they took a lot of trips. Uh, you know, they wanted to be in the suites at football games, basketball. They wanted the status of being a, a board member. And you're still seeing that play out here um, in this one. I talked to Rachel Denhollander, the first uh, woman to come forward uh, publicly about Larry Nasser, and she said the same. She said the same thing. Look, at this is what we talked about with them those many years ago. In fact, Rachel and other survivors uh, worked with a couple board members and got this big reform plan to put together that was going to help bring transparency, help put new processes in place at Michigan State, and the board voted it down. They they decided they weren't going to go ahead with it, and so now you have kind of this reaction where they're doing it once again, sticking their heads in the sand. I don't understand, you know, as you were talking about with your previous guest, what changed, you know, you got to agree with Mel Tucker. He's right. They knew about this in March, you know, the stuff that they used to fire him yesterday. What's changed since then? David Jesse, uh, he's an educational reporter for the Chronicle, former Detroit Free Press reporter joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Yeah, that was the one thing that stuck out to me because when they knew, you you say that, David, uh, Title IX, the Civil Rights Office, uh, did Haller know? Did somebody on the Board of Trustees know? Uh, did the interim president know? Because uh, the, the biggest question in this story to me is why, if you feel you have enough now, even beyond Title IX and the moral turpitude and public ridicule clause, why did you not suspend Mel Tucker last spring or at the latest before fall practice started in July? It, yes, exactly. And they'll claim, well, we didn't want to know because we didn't want to influence and we wanted to protect the privacy of those involved. But when you talk to experts, the folks who do this for a living, and I've talked to them, other media members have talked to a bunch of them, you can go out and read a bunch of stuff about it. 
there's no privacy in the university itself. The privacy is not releasing the names to me, right? <laughs> to write about for everybody to read, to, to release the names to you so we can talk about it on the, on the radio. But when you have a high profile person, and Mel Tucker certainly is high profile as you can get at Michigan State, maybe other than Tom Izzo, why wasn't the president briefed on this from the get-go? And as soon as they were told, as soon as he made his comments in March, why weren't they, why wasn't the president, why wasn't the athletic director briefed on those remarks? And they could have acted, they could have acted then instead of waiting until, waiting until September. So to me, the question is not only who knew, but if nobody knew, that seems to be just as damning. What about the Jones Day law firm and Michigan State not going to an independent outside investigation? And again, things that they didn't learn with Nasser and were forced to go to the outside investigations. I think he even brought in the feds, right? Or Michigan State Police, if I remember uh, back during the Nasser story. Well, why not hire an outside investigator? Because my first thought now with the lack of trust with MSU leadership, David, is that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to believe anything that's in that Jones Day final report. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And I don't know that we're actually going to see it. They, there's no commitment to, you know, they didn't say we're releasing this to the public. And, you know, Jones Day was hired to track, just to track the leak, you know. No one's been hired to look at what happened here. Did this process work? What can they learn from it? You know, to me, that's the more important thing than an alleged leak. We don't know for sure that her name that her name was leaked and you know speaking of someone who gets leaks all the time it's going to be very hard to track down who leaked that story people sources who want to leak stuff are generally pretty creative uh at getting information to reporters in ways that uh, protect themselves david jesse educational reporter for the chronicle uh his story over the weekend i have up at the huge show on twitter the huge show on facebook why these types of things keep happening at MSU. David, from following MSU, is there a transparency fix here? Is there a procedural process they could uh, put in place next week that you think could turn this negative PR ship around? I, I mean, I think, they should, I think they should come out and be as transparent as possible. I think they should pledge to they should pledge to release the Jones Day report I think they should hire an outside investigator to do that uh, that report remember they also have uh, investigations going on for their handling of the business school dean and some allegations there um, you know they got that re- they got that report out that dinged the um, the current interim president for the action she took when she was provost you know I, they just need to tell information and be straight and then you know, board members and administrators need to look at who, why they are there. You know, are they really there to do governance? Are they really there to do their job of oversight? And if so, they they need to do it. And we'll see. Uh, you know, you would think after after the seismic shock of Nasser and and nearly a billion dollars. When you look at what they paid out in settlements and money spent on lawyers and investigations at a school as big as Michigan State would have learned their lesson, and it's obvious uh, they haven't. David Jesse, I appreciate uh, the information. Anytime. All right, David Jesse, just uh, Google the Chronicle, search that uh, on Facebook or Twitter, and 
You know, David Gregory, lawyer, certified NFL PA sports agent with Bull Rush Sports joining us in studio. You heard the Jesse interview. It's kind of echoing everything you said uh, in our opening segment. Yeah, he's a really smart guy. Hey, well, he, no, <laughs> well, a lot of this is just common sense. There is that element of it. And I guess, what is the lesson learned from Nasser? Shouldn't we err on the side of caution? Shouldn't we err on the side of transparency to the extent we can be transparent? Did we learn anything you know, from that searing, terrible experience? And this suggests maybe they didn't. Yeah, and again, a lot of this is uh, it's just as there's allegations from Tracy to Tucker, Tucker to Tracy. There's allegations on the leak. Nothing's been confirmed, but the element of doubt uh, doesn't outweigh the truth. But when you have lack of trust in people, it's really tough to move forward. It really is. And this is uh, that's why I, I what David just said, what we were just talking about, I'd announce that uh, that report will be released publicly. Here's all the communication uh, yes, this is the time when I knew something because now Haller and Woodruff had that press conference a day afterwards, and you can't go back on it. And as we mentioned, when you have ongoing other investigations and stories connected to improprieties, lawyers are saying, we, we can't talk. Yeah, lawyers do that. But you know what? In Nassar, there was incredible legal exposure for the university. It ended up being almost a billion dollars, as you said. What is their exposure here? There really isn't any expo. There really isn't any penalty for leaking, other than I guess they'll find out who did it and they'll be publicly shamed for having done it. Uh, number one, number two. If you get rid of Mel Mel Tucker, he was always going to sue you to get the rest of his money, anyways. So there really isn't much legal exposure, and there could have done so much good by being more transparent. That's it. I think it's common sense. I, I think this entire situation. And what has been the pattern with Michigan State is they try to bottle it inside departments, whether you heard the business department or athletic department. You, you try and contain it uh, and stop it from spreading. And in the end, it's going to bite you in the rear. And that's what you're dealing with right now with this story, which is national and on CBSSports.com. And every college writer now nationally is talking about it today. And you hit the slow news cycle, no NFL games, no college football, uh, end of baseball season, and you're front and center. Again, and you're Michigan State. And Tucker's not going to stop because he's taken – he will make every attempt to take people down with him. And what does he have to lose? He has to fight for some some remaining portion of the $75 million that's left. I think he knows he's not going to get all of it. But he literally has nothing to lose and everything to gain. He has to fight. For his financial future, I'm sure, number one. And, you know, reporters, there were FOIA requests of Michigan State about this subject in August. Uh, Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated said someone called him in August and said, hey, are you hearing anything about Mel Tucker? I mean, this train was coming down the tracks, and they shouldn't have been caught so surprised by it. I just heard David Jesse say they knew, Michigan State did, that the privacy is about uh, not outside the circle, that he talked to other experts, and Michigan State's hiding behind this. Like, we found out when the article came out, which to me, and where I've held my line, I called BS from the start. Well, you will find Title IX lawyers on both sides of that. Some say that if it's a high-profile figure at a university, the president or the AD should be briefed. Others will say 
the direct supervisor of a person accused should be kept out of the investigation so they don't interfere with it. Um, I have a tendency to agree with the former, but there are Title IX lawyers who will say both things. Are you are you are you telling me there's lawyers that take sides or disagree with each other? I really, I, I've never experienced that, David. I uh, the revelation today from David Gregory, who is a lawyer and a certified NFL PA sports agent. He is with Bull Rush Sports. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Great legal advice. I. I tell Superfly, it just feels comfortable to have a lawyer and sports agent in studio where I can say, hey, I don't know, because this is sensitive. At the end of the day, you know, there are sexual allegations here and improprieties. Again, are they true? We don't know. But it's a process with Michigan State that I question from the beginning, not taking sides on the he said, she said, that how could you as a school let this process fail you again. It's not going to be that seismic hit of Nasser, but the negative PR for a football program struggling, what was supposed to be a swing year and get it back on track, has bottomed it out. So now, awaiting how many kids want a red shirt or the transfer portal or what lies ahead the rest of the season, and adding Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC to the conference next year. The reality is what has happened in the last 10 days may set back Michigan State 10 years in football. Mm. Go from that point when Tucker's 2-0 against Michigan. $95 million because LSU people say, what, they pay him in the first place because you had a second better. And David, you know the agent business, you know the legal side when you get a second better. Well, they believed there was a second bidder, and which is just as good. Which is just as good. There you go with lawyers who tell the truth and lawyers that can handle the truth. Few good men. One of the greatest movies ever. All right, David, stick around. One final segment together. You want to join us? Uh, the Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. Is the Atlanta Lions game on Sunday a must win or they better not lose game? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is HUGE. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. This is the ultimate test for the Tigers. It started last night here at Dodger Stadium, but it continues tonight. L.A. has already clinched its 10th division title in the last 11 years has reached the playoffs for an 11 consecutive season, and it possesses two of the best players in baseball in Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Detroit is trying to get there. In order to do that, they must nurture homegrown talent, elevate them at the right time, and make sure when they get to the big leagues, they are productive to stay there. The Dodgers' 26-man roster is deep and talented. The Tigers is not, so that will be the thing this team addresses most. Not big-name, big-money players, but steady, versatile ones to help them move the process along.
Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Go bowling for bucks to win premium play prizes that are right up your alley. Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. Roll the ball and hit your lucky strike with Bowling for Bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passionate individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Vidandal Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com. Also, they're Michigan's go-to live sports betting destination. All football season, hoops, soccer, and more. Baseball playoffs, the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant. Let's go to Sonia in Freeland, Michigan, listening on 100.9 FM. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, just calling about the Lions. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we're a therapy show now, too. Uh, yeah, that's probably good right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> always with the Lions. You never know. Um, I was just going to say it's a need to win. Or, I mean, sorry, I can't lose. I said it wrong. I can't be a need to win. A need to win would be like a regular team right now. Like, in our situation, we've had this happen so much to us that if we, we can't lose. Because if we lose, then it's like, so much of the fan base is just going to be like, all right, same old Lions. But, yeah, we cannot lose. We absolutely cannot lose. So I just think that that's 
probably my favorite answer of the two. And that's about it. Thank you, uh, Sonia and Freeland. And I am thinking about, I'm trying to find a mental health professional building that would sponsor my hour once a week called Lions Therapy. And I, I take calls and it's kind of like a couch on the radio. And I, I love Sonia from Freeland listening on 100.9 FM, but she said they can't lose 43 times during her uh, 62 second commentary because she feels it. And we all were hyped. Eight and two finish. Sunday night football win over Rodgers and Green Bay to keep them from the playoffs. Super Bowl champion Kansas City, their night, they win. And you go in and look like the same team we watched last fall during that one and six start. The same type of team we watched and the same type of coaching decisions that we witnessed during 0 10 and 1 in the first year. I don't know what it is. I really don't between at Minnesota or Seattle last year and how you can flip it and be that good. Do you remember how many people were talking about Aaron Glenn? And if Aaron Glenn can't turn around after one and six, maybe Dan Campbell is in over his head and they found a way. Because I believe when Dan Campbell strips it down and they don't try and follow the pack and play the percentages or the analytics and he goes by his gut and grit, that's where the Lions became different. That's the culture that connected people. That's why not going for it to win it when you were down 10 and it looked like you are going to lose and you tell people you're playing for the tie, that's not the Dan Campbell that the Lions Nation wants. And I, I sit in the stands for four or five games a year because I want to hear what the people are saying, not what the press box is saying, not what the suites are saying. I do enjoy the suites. I'm really tired of people asking for selfies and autographs when I'm in a suite. Can you just leave me alone and let me enjoy the game? But I'm getting through that. I'm actually seeing a therapist about that. Where in the first session last week, uh, the lady said, so what seems to be the issue? And I go, I'm kind of a big deal. And that was beginning our uh, first session, one of many. That would be the 193rd therapist I've seen uh, in my lifetime. So I, if there's a Hall of Fame, like with a couch on top of the building, I'm in that thing. Dan, throw to the end zone. Mike, you're decimated by injuries in the game. You still had a chance to win it. And you played for a tie. So you were banking on a coin flip helping you win the game. When you just settled for a field goal and you didn't score a touchdown and you'd have to score a touchdown to end it on your first possession. And you don't trust your field goal kicker three times in the game. But all of a sudden you're going to do that to end it and maybe in overtime. It didn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense now. It's not the end of the world. They went on Sunday and they're 2-1. They're tracking exactly like I thought they should. If they lose to Atlanta at home and Atlanta's 3-0 and the Lions are 1-2, and then we're going right back where we were last September, where we were September of 2021. And, and a lot of that was based on coaching decisions. Year one was golf wasn't playing well. And Stafford's playing well. And here we go with the Detroit Rams t-shirts. Last year was about coaching decisions. 
No adjustments against Seattle. They just kept running and throwing, and they did the same thing a year later. And 65,000-plus packed in there had to see the same replay. No adjustments. Nothing special. Well, we got to be better. Oh, God, do I hate that from Dan Campbell. I hate that from everybody. Oh, we got to be better. We're going to be better. Yeah, got to be better. Next question. Yeah, uh, Dan, uh, Bill Simonson from the Huge Show blog. Uh, can you tell me why your receivers are playing 72 yards off the ball? Well, 72 is a big number. 1972, I remember where I was. Next question. <laughs> uh, David, uh, you played at Northern Michigan, football player. Uh, you love the game, kids playing in high school, all that. Uh, you're a sports agent, work with NFL teams, NFL PI uh, certified. Uh, you're also a lawyer. Uh, we're not asking for legal advice on who we can charge uh, with the Lions' loss, but from a football perspective... Uh, a, are you a Lions fan? Because you went to Northern Michigan, you could be a Packers fan. Uh, and B, uh, when you look at that game, what's the biggest thing you take from it? Well, I'm not a Lions fan. <clears throat> I'm a Packers fan because I went to school in the UP. There you go. I knew that. And I did not know that before this, and I've known you for a couple years, that I just sensed that because the UP basically is kind of like – no one wanted me. I wanted to put up a sign there because I've been up to Houghton, Hancock, Calumet, and that's more of a split town. But for some reason, Marquette, which is actually to the east, seems more like a Packers town, which tells me more people from Wisconsin come up and go to northern Michigan than come up to that beautiful university in Houghton called Michigan Tech. Am well, I correct on that? Well, there's probably more Wisconsin folks at northern, which is a far superior campus. Okay. But uh, uh, look, you get to Iron Mountain. We, we might go over the affiliate list in a little bit uh, here, David, uh, oh, okay. with AM 920 and 107.3 WMPL. Well, Tech's nice, too. Yeah, it is. But it's beautiful. If you want to be an engineer, go to Tech. There you go. If you want to be a sports agent, go to Northern Michigan. There you go. So but, you're, a, were you, you're a Packers fan? because Where'd you grow up at? I grew up in uh, Traverse City area. So you're well. My dad. My dad told me when I was ten that I should find another team because the Lions weren't haven't been any good since they traded Bobby Lane. That's what he told me when I was ten years ten, old. Ten, your dad. Ten years old. He goes, "Don't waste your time in the Detroit Lions." Son. At ten. That's what he told At me. At ten. Yeah. So then you go to Northern Michigan to play football, uh, and this is long before your legal and uh, sports agent uh, bull rush sports career. And then you become a Packers fan because you guys could drive down probably and go to some games, right? Number one, the first weekend I'm up there, that football's on. I go, hey, we're going to watch the Lions game, right? Because the Lions were actually decent, had Sanders. And they said, no, the Packers are on up here <laughs> because their, their TV stations came from Green Bay. And then I, I complained about it. And then I had a teammate from the Green Bay area whose family had season tickets. And he said, why don't you come to a game with me? So I went to a December game. Everybody had the Hunter's Orange on. It was when they had the old green siding on the stadium. And I was hooked. It was just so fun to go to a game there. I've been going to a game in December with my college buddies every year since 89. Oh, now I now I get I, I said you had a little surly look on your face. Now it's coming together uh, with the Packers blowing that game against uh, the Falcons that you're in. The Lions losing. You're thinking with Jordan Love, they could have been two and zero and had a game up on the Lions. While Lions fans are thinking they could be two and zero if they would have went for the touchdown or at least a shot at winning it against Seattle, and they would have had a game up on 
loving the Packers and two games up on 0-2 Minnesota and Chicago. Now I get the surly look on your face. Well, I do. I admire this Lions team and 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 Dan Campbell and the oh my the, God. the kneecap biting. They got to get back to this the kneecap. This sounds like biting. an Iowa caucus speech we're getting right now. The kneecap biting. No, he struggled. The only box you can check on questioning him is the starts to his first two seasons, and now in game two, because Kansas City looked like a team that was aggressive. Where, where was Branch coming on a blitz? Where, where, where was all that aggressive play we saw against the Chiefs, who I think they have a better offensive line? Seattle was that. Where was that? That it's like they they overthink, and I see this with coaches. Look at Hardball in the first half against TCU in the Final Four. Oh my God, drove me nuts. Coaches overthink it. They 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 just say, oh, they expect us to do this. We're going to do this. I think if you have an identity, you have to stick with it, but you also mm. have to make halftime adjustments because everybody does in the NFL. No, NFL is about coaching, and big boy college football is about coaching. It really is. It's about adjustments, and the Lions playing so far off. I've never seen any team except the Lions. You're up three touchdowns, and you want to play off? My feeling is you jam the receivers, and that gives time for your front four, a blitz to get through. Nothing. I, I, I was there the whole game. I saw nothing except the urgency, which is a, a regular with Dan Campbell in the month of September into early October, that when they play with an urgency, they offensively they go right down the field and score all the time. So, yeah, Packers, Jordan Love 1-1, one one, Lions 1-1. One one. Both teams could have had a game up, which is big because I'm looking at the NFC North right now and I'm seeing I, – I said this after Minnesota lost Thursday night on the huge show Facebook and Twitter pages, uh, is 9 or 10 going to win the NFC North this year? I think. Probably. Yeah, I, I really do. Hey, I, watch out for the Falcons. Don't sleep on the Falcons. No, I that know. That is not a, a gimme. They, they, can't, they can't lose that. They can't lose two home games out of the first three after winning at Kansas City on Thursday Night Football in America to kick off the NFL season? Oh, my Lord. I, if that does happen, I guarantee every Hayes Ranch family member is burning everything. With the lines on it, David, fantastic stuff well, in studio today. And one correction, Hughes, huge. The seven-day notice is not in the contract. It just says that there shall be written notice if they elect to terminate. Maybe that's an internal policy, or it just looks good and fair to give him seven days. You're to talking respond. about Mel Tucker. On Mel the, Tucker. Yes. When I asked you why not just terminate him, I've never seen the seven-day rebuttal period. But they're doing it to be fair. You think? That's my take on it. All I know for sure is that it's not in the contract. I love that. Uh, a lawyer, sports agent, Bull Rush Sports finishing with a legal correction. Not his final argument, but his final thought. Thank you, David Gregory. Yeah, he's a sports agent, certified NFL PA with Bull Rush Sports, really focusing on Michigan athletes. Uh, if you want to find out more, just search Bull Rush Sports on Twitter. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about
conversation. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. To the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. The huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com. That's SoaringEagleCasino.com. Now, if you missed any of our conversation about the Lions, about Mel Tucker's response to the letter of intent to fire him, it's all on today's shows. Podcast, single segments, hours, and more. Just search The Huge Show on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Wherever you download podcasts, just search The Huge Show. You can get our free podcast there. My good friend Johnny Brand from all the Brand Steakhouse and Grills wants me to remind everybody, you're home for Michigan, Michigan State football all season long. The Lions and the Falcons on Sunday. At all brands, steakhouse, and grills. You'll find the brands in Bay City if you listen on 100.9 FM. The brands in Caledonia. Brands in Holland for our listeners on WHTC. Tomorrow I'll be in Holland at Hope College. Peter Sturzma. 2-1-1 Hope. Beat a ranked team last week. Sturz has got it going on. The volleyball program at Hope. Ranked number two in America in D3. I'll be there with our affiliate WHTC. That is tomorrow. Three until six on the campus of Hope College in Holland. 
So I mentioned the brands there, James and US 31, just up the road from Hope College, where you can watch Michigan, Michigan State, the Lions all season long. Also, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown Grand Rapids, and Mike Brands Sr. has the brands in Cascade, just east of GR, and Liz Brand Stegeheis and Sean Stegeheis, part of the Brands family. They now have the Brands near 44th and Division in Wyoming. For the Brands close to where you'll be for the next big game, go to Brands.com, and there you can order up all your favorites for pickup or delivery at Brands.com. Johnny Brand Sr., good man, Sandy Brand, and the family. They wish me a happy birthday. Thank you. Johnny sent me a picture of a pig and a missile going one way. You do the math on that. Thank you, Johnny Brand Sr. 24-7, everything you need at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.